Fox News alert millions of American families. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for CBS News. I'm George Thomas. We begin with the latest morning. Here at St. John's Baxville, there is certainly a lot of patterns here at the LAPD. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for CBS News. Watch on George Thomas. We begin with the latest in the coronavirus pandemic. Number of cases here in the U.S. I am joined by a bootleg libertarian who is not a real libertarian, just in case anyone's curious. How you doing, bootleg? How you hanging oh, in there? No. Oh, I, I hang in the wind, baby. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's <clears throat> it's an exciting time where I'm at. Uh, LPTN has their convention. Well, we have our convention here this weekend. And, you know... As all good libertarians do, uh, we wait until the last fucking minute to plan everything. So it's been it's been a great week. I love it. It's all great. It's all on fire, but it's great. Yeah, every everything busy over there. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, we've we've got a, a Utah convention coming up um, April eighth and 9th. So you know we've we we've actually got a pretty good uh, planning commission this year. So. Uh, We'll we'll see how everything goes, you know. It goes the way of all libertarian events. It's it's a headache and it makes <laughs> you hate your life. And it costs way too much money. <laughs> Absolutely. Every oh, time. Every time. I, I don't think I've been bothered by more organizations for money than I have the LP. <laughs> you know, not not even uh what was it? Uh, the the World Wildlife Foundation? Nope. Once I told them to stop bothering me, they stopped bothering me. And here's the LP still bothering me for for money. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the LP ends up being like a used car salesman at some points because nobody has any money. We're all fucking poor as shit, except for like the very few of us, like you know the Spike Cohens, the fucking. David Amash is, and I don't even think Amash is really LP affiliated, but you know, the, the people in this party that actually have some money, uh, they still look homeless. So it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. You know, uh, I, I've never met a more wild bunch. I will say that definitely a bunch of, uh, misfits, you know, a bunch of latchkey kids. It seems like. Just trying to get together and actually do something. I think basement dweller is a your face looks homeless. Yeah, Jennifer. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'll accept it. Um I think she's talking about me. She 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 intentionally shows up to these things to harass me, which is why we keep her around. Um it's all right. She's welcome here. <laughs> yeah, for people who don't know, Jennifer is uh She's one of my uh, my lackeys, my minions at the network. She she makes content for us. Uh, sometimes good. Sometimes it gets me a phone call. Sometimes 
people are like, bro, what the fuck are y'all doing? And I'm like, hey, it is what it is. That's that's awesome, though. You always got to have those people around, right? Oh, yeah. She's fucking savage, man. She is one of my, like, she's one of the funniest people I know online. And she just makes some of the most decrepit shit ever. And it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I can definitely concur to that. That's, uh, always loves the, uh. The messaging coming out off of your page so it's great <laughs> so uh let's uh start off the uh broadcast by saying fucking pedophiles right they seem to be everywhere and they are fucking relentless oh my god it is i never thought i'd spend so much time talking about pedophiles but i have like the last three weeks i believe it is it, it's it's been a lot of like me just calling out pedophilia in the LP it, it, just specifically, and I did like I have been called a pedophile for being associated with the LP. Never understood. I was like, that's fucking weird. And then I start digging into stuff. Like I did an entire coverage on LP Texas, inviting for people who don't know uh, this guy named Vosh to the convention to debate Hannah Cox. He is. They call him, like, people online call him a libertarian or an anarcho-socialist or a libertarian socialist, whatever the hell they call him. He doesn't identify as that. He identifies more as, like, a Bernie bro with less government, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But um, he has said some horrific things about, basically, for example, he had had done a, 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 and he's primarily what he does is, he talks about he he he's a Twitch streamer. He plays video games and then talks about shit. And he's made comments such as I've never heard a rational argument why uh having an adult having sex with a minor is immoral. Yeah. Which is a fucking insane thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> Did, do you have to have an argument about that? I, I I didn't realize that this was a uh, topic that was actually up for debate, as if there was actually another side to this argument other than it just being just absolutely immoral. <laughs> yeah, so uh, apparently there is. Uh, there was some criticism in the comments there in that video, and naturally the the retort was, you're you're not playing the full context and when i played the full context and i linked the video for the full context it doesn't get better uh, <laughs> a lot of people reach out to me after the show like hey yeah it might not have been the whole video but it still it doesn't get any better it it it, yeah. it, it didn't get better about explaining why he's not looking to allow the government to let people fuck kids yeah well and i mean I don't think we really need uh, the government preventing people from fucking kids. I, I'm pretty sure that's just going to be a, a standard that should be kept. Uh, although I, I do believe that there would probably be a few more people that are ballsy enough to try something so depraved um, if there wasn't a law in the books. Um, however, I'm not opposed to vigilante justice at that point. So there's actually a great story that's coming out of California that explains how fucking awful california is and like my my big gripe against california is the ronald reagan is where ronald reagan started gun laws in california and now they are what they are um 
but a a prominent UFC fighter, and I can't remember his name, and I should. He was a huge deal when he was fighting. Is being sentenced. Or he's being tried for attempted murder because he nearly beat a man to death. Um, who had uh, he he molested or was like raping a a girl that he knew, like some young girl that he knew, like a family friend or something. And he has more than he's been arrested more than a dozen times for the same act, but he keeps getting out on bail. So this guy hears about it and he just goes and beats the fucking shit out of him. Doesn't use a gun, doesn't use a bat. He just uses the skills that he has and beats the fuck out of this guy. He is being tried for attempted murder. The guy who molested this this 10-year-old girl is still walking the streets. Yeah, because that makes bail. sense. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. That's fucking disgusting. And it's not the first time he's done it either. I mean, like this is like this guy's a repeat offender. And what we, we, we continuously see is like they get slap on the wrist uh, slap on the wrist sentences like six months, two years, whatever. But if you get caught with a pound of weed in my home state of Tennessee, they will throw you in prison for a good while. Like it's something close to 10, 20 years. Ain't that the truth? Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, that's uh that that's amazing what the state puts as priority. Um you know, I I interviewed a uh a predator catcher, you know, one of these uh YouTube predator catching teams. I I interviewed the the head guy to uh Colorado Ped Patrol. His name's Tommy. And uh definitely a good interview. Go check that out anyone watching. Um and it, it's really interesting. We talked about how some jurisdictions just don't even show up like they they catch these people committing three four felonies before they even walk out their front door and some jurisdictions don't even show up it's crazy they'll go after drugs all day long because the feds give them money for it yeah well what was crazy is he he busted a guy in uh denver uh denver metro area and the police wouldn't even arrest the guy for drugs either. They weren't doing anything about drugs or the attempted child abuse. So, yeah, Denver is fairly uh, democratically controlled, so that would make sense. No, yeah. it, it is. It is. It is really disheartening. I don't have daughters. I have. I have two sons, um, and my goal is to instill on them very solid values. They don't even have to believe politically what I believe as long as they, like they believe in the values that each person should be treated as a sovereign citizen of the world. And that no matter what, you don't have a right to them. Like you don't have a right to their labor. You don't have a right to their money, their property, them as a person, none of it. And even if you disagree with them, even I will. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Even communists, I believe, have a right to individuality, even though that they believe in collectivism. But I fear, for, like, I know people who are good friends of mine who have daughters, or like, I, I have a my like my basically the guy's like my brother. He's only got three daughters. That's all mm-hmm. he's got is three daughters. 
and I, I tell them all the time, man, it's the world that they're going to grow up in is going to be fucking scary. Not because, um, you know, men are naturally gravitated towards, uh, you know, rape or whatever. It's because there is no punishment for those actions. When when there is no punishment for those actions, why stop, right? Like, why not do it? If, if you're not being... If there's no, if there's no equation, right? Like there's, there's no, there's a, there's a, there's an action and an equal reaction. Mm-hmm. People are just going to do things. Yeah. Well, I, you know, that there, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of trends popping up in society right now that are, that are pointing not only young men, but also young women down a very scary road as far as some of this goes. Um, it, it seems like grooming just seems to be everywhere. Um, it, it's predominantly coming from a, uh, a radical left-wing ideology. Um, being able to uh, talk about inappropriate subjects with children, I seem to see that everywhere. Um, especially now with the uh, Florida bill that just, came through you know the the don't say gay bill is what people were calling it where it anybody who read any part of that bill could see that that's literally not what it's about um i just find it interesting that all of a sudden it's just an anti-gay bill but it's meant to not talk to kindergarten first grade second grade children about sexual preferences which i feel is fairly reasonable yeah, I don't think uh, I've I've made my grievances against public education known for a long time. Um, I have a I have a five year old who's in kindergarten now, and he doesn't fully understand the world around him. Like he he doesn't understand how things operate. He doesn't understand how things work. He knows that I go to work and money shows up. He doesn't understand like the entire <laughs> equation there. He just knows like the start point and the end point, and like he gets. He plays Roblox and he gets Robux out of it. And he's like, oh, that's that's all I care about. That's his whole world. <laughs> um, but I, I will I will re- rebut one simple thing, too, is that it's not just the radical left. I think it's also the radical right where it's this hyper conservatism where we shelter kids from any kind of uh, talk about sexuality. That's why I think you always there's this, this stigma, you know, uh, about like the preacher's daughter because you know she's sheltered from the world around her, and when she's actually exposed to it in college or whatever, they're the ones that lash out the most because they've been, uh, they don't know how to handle that much freedom. So it is important that we have this middle ground where we explain to our kids, hey, you know, there are things in the world that you can do. You know, you have a right to do them. Doesn't mean that you should. You can absolutely get drunk and go drive your car. You shouldn't. You have the absolute ability to do it. Is it right? No. But can you do it? Yes. It, it's 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 that it's finding that balance of. You don't want your kids doing stupid things, but you need to let them do stupid things in order to learn, because. As I grew up in a family where Christianity was, you know, very, very strict. It's, you know, my family doesn't drink. I drink heavily now. My family doesn't (laughs) use tobacco. 
I, I use a vape because I was dipping a can a day, a pack a day, and or smoking a pack a day, and all these other things. The more you sh- restrict your kids from doing something, the harder they will pull towards it when they're able to do so on their own. I think there needs to be that balance. I think there needs to be that middle ground. Yeah, agreed. It's uh, it's it's definitely interesting seeing the byproducts of both left and right, because I I've definitely definitely seen the preacher's daughter. Although over here in Utah, it's the bishop's daughter you know, but same thing. Um, but I have also seen, seen the opposite side to it, um, to where, uh, more left, left wing, uh, leaning parents have actually produced insanely conservative, uh, insanely conservative children, which I, I always found kind of interesting. Um, I've had a few friends end up because of like that because of that and uh it's uh always interesting so i agree it's definitely the middle ground so i i do want to shift gears here a little bit um how are you feeling about uh ukraine and uh the support uh hate for russia and support for ukraine out of nowhere so i actually spoke about this i think last sunday a little bit um I have zero support for any federal, any, any government on this planet. Um, I think the government of Ukraine is completely corrupt and it has been proven so over the years. I don't support the existence of the government of Ukraine. However, the people of Ukraine are fighting literally for their lives and for their right to have their own corrupt government. It, falls to the people of Ukraine to have the right to have their own corrupt government. Whether or not you support their government or not, I don't I don't think many people do. I think the the support should be thrown behind the sovereign individuals who are making and and, and I will say there hasn't been a lot of choice in the matter on, on two fronts. One is um when your homeland is attacked, people feel entitled or they feel obligated to defend it. Like if that's the land you were born in and you grew up in, you will fight tooth and nail to defend it, especially for somebody who is another nation over, even if you believe in borders or not. And secondly, you know, at the end of the day, as an American, I can't say, that Russia is worse than the U.S. I can't. I spent time in Afghanistan. I spent 18 months in Afghanistan, uh, Kandahar, Afghanistan, and I know for a fact that the United States is far worse, has been far worse over the last 20 years than Russia has been over the last couple weeks, even if they're using chemical weapons, even if all the stories that we're seeing are true. I don't think they are, but I think, even if majority majority of the stories are true, the United States has done far worse, and most Americans would support what the United States has done. And yeah, just the individuals in Ukraine who are fighting and literally dying to do what they feel is the right thing to do. They're defending their homeland. They're fighting for their right to be a sovereign nation. I support that. 
And I think, you know, it's just, it, it is a, I'm going to pivot a little bit. So for a lot of years, people, um, yes, Jennifer, yeah, it's okay when we bomb hospitals and schools. Yeah. Yeah. We've, yeah. that's been a common thing for 20 years. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I lost it. Uh. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll pick up there a little bit. I, I, I find it interesting. Um, so, there, there's this unwavering support for Ukraine. Um, any Anyone with half a brain or even a quarter of a brain, um, I, I think can look at a corrupt government, which Russia's government, Ukraine government have both proven to be corrupt. Hmm. Um, I, I have seen videos of Russian people protesting any involvement. And uh, I, I find it interesting. We're, we're pushing sanctions against a country, punishing the people for the crimes of a corrupt government. Uh, it, it would just be, you know, if uh, the Middle East had more sway in the world economy, them doing the same thing to us the past 20 years. Yeah, like, so imagine if when we invaded Iraq and Afghanistan, which now that we know what the Afghan papers say, which basically says that we knew bin Laden wasn't in Afghanistan pretty much from day one. Imagine if Saudi Arabia and all the, you know, alleged uh, sway that they have, which they don't, they don't actually control the majority of the oil in the world, which is, you know, um, contradictory to uh, what CNN, Fox News, and everybody else will tell you. Um, <laughs> imagine if they placed sanctions on us. The United States would have fucking invaded Saudi Arabia, too. They said, oh, yeah, it's overrun with the Taliban and ISIS and whoever the fuck is the flavor of the week is. Um, when you spend about a trillion dollars a year on defense spending, you can invade whoever you want to, and no one says shit, especially when you're building the best toys and everybody wants to buy your toys. Like, countries are fighting day and night to buy our shit. Yeah. But I digress. Um, yeah, no, nobody sanctioned us. Nobody came after us because they understand that if you go toe-to-toe with the United States, you fail. Because of two reasons. One, we spend the most money on our defense. And two, we have the largest economy in the world. The reason we have the largest economy is because there have been major points in U.S. history where the market was allowed to regulate itself. And two, the government got the fuck out of the way. Which is the same thing. That's number one. But hey. Um, and I, re- I did remember what my my point from a little bit ago was. Is that a uh, fuck shit? Damn. Um, <laughs> every time I go to talk about it, it, it fails. Uh, fuck. You've got it. You've got it. So go to lptn.org and come see me talk about guns <laughs> at a convention. I'm actually hosting a booth where I'll <laughs> explain how to handle a firearm. I'll be slightly less drunk. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, this is a gun. Uh, what was I talking about? LPTN. Come, <laughs> come visit Bootleg to talk about guns. Oh, God. That last <laughs> brain cell <tells> drive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I think it's adorable. She she believes that I have a whole brain cell left. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. What you were talking? So let's do this. What did you open this conversation with? Where we're at right now? With with the uh, the the sanctions that we're pulling out on Russia, which is in turn hurting the Russian people, not Putin. Um, it, it, it's also interesting the unwavering support for Ukraine out of nowhere. Um, I also find it quite interesting that any news outlet from that part of the world or any news outlet who is not carrying the official Ukraine narrative is all of a sudden blocked, demonetized, downvoted, hidden from the general public. And it, it seems like the only news that we can get is pro-Ukrainian. Now, whether that's the right or wrong stance to have, I do believe that you should be able to look at it objectively and actually hear the other side. So I think the other thing I was going to mention, so there's two things. One is the, the Russian people didn't actually know what was going on. Russian soldiers, what we've seen recently uh, from footage that's been leaked and text messages and whatnot have been leaked, Russian soldiers were told that they were going to the Ukrainian border and they were going to train. Like they didn't know that they were going to the Ukrainian border, but they were like, Hey, we're, we're moving to this area and we're going to go train. And they're like, Oh, okay, sure. Fine. You know, I'm whatever. I want to get paid. And they did that. And then by flashlight in the middle of the night, they were said, Hey, they were told, Hey, get the fuck up. Follow the guy in front of you. And if you don't follow this guy, you're going to get shot. And they're like, Oh, I'm going to follow this guy. <laughs> and so they did. And what we're seeing now, and this is my point that I was going to make earlier. Holy shit, I'm coming around. Finally, Ukraine is the best example of what I have been saying for years, what many Americans have been saying for years. You can fight a war against your government. You can. The Ukrainian people are far... The, the Ukrainian government, for example, is far more impoverished than the Russian government. Russia has spent more money on its defense or its its military. I shouldn't say defense because uh, the United States uses Department of Defense in a way that's very different than how most European nations do. They uh, Russia has a oh. Russian Department of Defense, and then they've got a Department of like nuclear annihilation right like they've got three different branches that that work together to ensure that all of it works what we're seeing in ukraine is the fact that grandma with a pocket full of sunflower seeds can instill more fear in federal agents than the federal agents can instill in grandma so if you're looking for a reason why you should defend your own property or why you should why you should stand for your principles, look to Ukraine. Because they're doing it. They're doing what most Americans would say they would do, but would never fucking do in a million years. 
Agreed. Do you do you think the uh, that the citizens are going to be given back those AKs and SKs after all of this is done? I don't. I think I think they will have a nationwide ban on firearms after this. Well, I mean, they um, a lot of them already gave up their firearms before, and that's why the uh, government had to come back and be like, "Here, come take weapons." Which, by the mm-hmm. way, I was pretty jealous of that. Although I would still be very wary of a government giving away free guns, but uh, sounds pretty sweet. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind my uh, my government issued AK. Well, I'm I'm just saying, if uh, the United States said, "Hey, we're we're going insolvent. We've got to sell our arsenal," uh, I will be the first in line to buy an M1 Abrams tank. <laughs> yeah, not opposed to that at all. So, so that that kind of leads to a, a different interesting point is the Second Amendment. Uh, something I, I figured you you were pretty qualified to uh, talk about someone that I would like to uh, hear their opinion about. Uh, one thing that I always get when because I, I have the conversation with people, um, more people don't know what libertarianism is. Um, and I always have to correct them that we're not just liberals. I mean, we're better liberals than liberals, better conservatives than conservatives, in my opinion. Um, The Second Amendment is actually a huge part of that, and it's uh, part of the libertarian platform. You as a veteran, um, how important is the Second Amendment to you? Without the Second Amendment, nothing else matters, right? Like... If you don't have the ability to defend your standpoint, it doesn't matter. If, uh, if <clears throat> let's say, imagine, you know, let's go to fairytale land. Uh, the United States Congress tomorrow bans firearms nationwide. Like, you can't have a pistol, you can't have a rifle, you can't have a shotgun. Doesn't matter whether it's a full auto, semi-auto, or single shot. Doesn't matter. It's all banned. What's to stop your local police force from kicking in your door and arresting you for saying things against your government? Whether even let's say you're a Bernie bro, let's say let's say you're the most extreme left of the extreme left, like beyond Bernie Sanders, right? Let's say you believe that every corporation should have to have permission from the government to sell a product. What if, let's say, let's say, uh, okay, I'll put it this way. Let's say socialized medicine exists. And let's say tomorrow Donald Trump becomes president. Do you want that man to be in charge of your health care? Most people will say, well, fuck no. I mean, he's a 77-year-old man, right? He, he doesn't know what most Americans need for health care. You should have the right to defend yourself against a Donald Trump-run socialized medicine, which would be fucking horrendous. Like the man is comic gold, right? Like, like I'm I'm a guy who focuses mostly on all my shows on you know comedy, but 
in the real world, you don't want a Bernie Sanders or a Donald Trump or a Joe Biden or Barack Obama or any of these people running every aspect of your life. The only reason they're not able to kick your door in right now is because you have the right to defend yourself. You have the ability to defend yourself. Most cops understand that there is a slight chance that when they kick a door in, whether it's through red flag gun laws or whether it's through no-knock warrants or whatever, that there may be someone on the other end of that door with a gun. You take away that fear, and things get much, much worse. I mean, when when your only recourse to defense becomes your fists, I can shoot you from across the room. Like You're talking 10 feet, right? I can shoot you from that distance. You can't punch me from that distance. When you take away a nation's ability to be sovereign and independent and defend themselves from across the room, it's already over. It's it's already game over. There is nothing left to defend. Your right to free speech is gone. Your right to uh, assemble, your right to religion, all of it, any of it is gone. Because what the fuck are you going to do? When you give the sole ability of owning a firearm to the state, it's already gone. And now, even if you don't own a gun, I don't think you're a bad person. All I think is that you rent out your gun to the cop that's down the street. My 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 home defense is kept here in my home. Someone kicks in my door, I defend my property. And then I more than likely call the cops because when when a body goes missing and there's like a six by <laughs> three hole in my, my yard, it, it gets a little sus. Um, but I, I have my defense here armed and ready people who don't have guns. They call 911 and their, their defense is about 23 minutes away, which is what, like the national average, like 23 minutes or whatever it is. That's a long time when you're being held at gunpoint, 23 minutes is a long fucking time. That's a lot can happen. A lot can happen in 23 minutes. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I find it interesting the same people who uh, say that people shouldn't have guns or the only people who should have guns are also the police. But also these police are also the racist people who just want to kill black people, which I find incredibly interesting that those are the only people that they want to arm with firearms at all. Yeah, what's really interesting is that the black community did the absolute best in American history when they were the most armed. Um, uh, ah, shit. I can't remember her name. It's not Susan B. Anthony. Um, it was the uh, the slave who... So, okay, I, I can't remember her name. But she worked... She was a slave. But she also worked, she let her master agree to her working on a, another plantation on weekends for pay. So she got paid to work. Who, who ran the Underground Railroad uh, back in the Yes, Harriet Tubman. Thank God. Okay. Um, at least you, yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Jesus. Uh, I'm not racist. I'm just from Tennessee. I'm stupid. 
Um, uh, so Harriet Tubman actually bought her first firearm when it was illegal to do so because African-Americans at that time, or, or if you were a slave, you weren't allowed to own a firearm because you were property. So therefore you weren't a human. Therefore you weren't allowed to buy a firearm. She bought her first firearm illegally working at the plantation next door that was paying her in cash. If there is no better reason to explain why African-Americans in the United States need firearms than that, I don't know what to tell you. Because drug laws have actually prevented more African-Americans from owning firearms than anything else. Virginia, so so my, our neighboring state, Virginia, um, legalized marijuana in a, in a huge way. However... If you get a, uh, a medical marijuana card, you cannot own a firearm because they will deem you mentally in, uh, uh, mentally unfit. Yeah, mentally unfit is a good word uh, or a good phrase. Uh, mentally in, incompetent. Um, and therefore, you can't own a firearm. So it's a catch-22. You can either protect yourself mentally which is important, or you can defend yourself physically, which both of those things are very important. I know people who are blind and own shotguns for self-defense. And that's a controversial thing, even in libertarian circles. Like, Apparently, well, yeah. Yeah, well, no, I mean, that's, think about that. Like someone who cannot see, physically cannot see, who has a shotgun for self-defense. How would you know who it is? Because if someone kicks your door in and the night, you will know who the fuck it is. Because if you're blind, you will your 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 sense of hearing improves, right? Like that's that's common science. And that so when it was brought to my attention, it blew my fucking mind. I was like, holy shit, no one's talking about this. Like yeah. you can actually be denied a firearm purchase in the United States because you're blind. But what gives the government the right to say you can't have self-defense if you're blind? Or if you smoke weed. Or if you smoke weed. Or you grow weed. If you grow yeah. weed in Virginia, you are now banned from owning a firearm. I, I believe that it's the same here in Utah as well. Uh, of, of all places, we now have our medical marijuana cards. Um, but yeah, if if you get one, you apply for one and hold one, you lose your Second Amendment. And uh, I don't, I don't understand how that's a uh, fair trade off or a moral trade off at all. Yeah, we we talk about mental health crises or crises in the United States. Um, you know, s- school shootings. I've always harped on it's not a gun problem; it's a mental health problem. It is basically adults who are neglecting their children problem or you know we see you know workplace shootings it's not a it's not a gun problem it's a employer problem it's a you know employers are working their people to fucking death problem it's never the tool it's always the the tool is a symptom of the disease uh public education is a disease pub uh you know Corporations in the United States are diseased because they pay off fucking politicians. 
um, what we're seeing is firearms are being targeted because it's easier to go after that because a lot of Americans say, oh, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't have an automatic firearm. But most people don't understand how easy it is for someone to go onto the ATF website, apply for a firearms license, and build machine guns in your basement. It's super easy. It's super easy. As long as you have the money for it. You pay 90 bucks for the for the initial license. You pay 500 bucks a year for the uh, the the occupational taxes, the standard occupational taxes, the SOT stamp. Um, so I can legally, so I'm an FFL holder, which is a federal firearms licensee holder. I can build machine guns in my basement as long as I give the ATF 500 bucks. <laughs> but most Americans think that machine guns are illegal, but they're not. Yeah. You can, you can go to a gun broker right now and buy a machine gun as long as you pay the tax stamp for it, which is like 200 bucks. Plus the price of a gun, which I was yeah. looking at a $10,000 Thompson. Yeah. Dude, yeah. There you go. But yeah. Yeah. I've, I've actually been uh, in the audience several times where you've had discussions with uh, people saying, no, no automatic weapons are still, still accessible. You just got to pay for it. And uh, I, I can, uh, watch their uh their heads explode over on clubhouse and just like what no <laughs> yeah you can literally buy a machine gun as long as it's made before 1986 yeah that so what most people don't understand is the legislation that was passed so technically machine guns were banned in the 30s however there's a waiver as long as you paid a certain amount of money to the federal government and the background check, they would allow you to do it. And then some legislation was passed where you couldn't buy machine guns after 1986. I can build a machine gun in my fucking basement today. As long as I pay the ATF 500 bucks a year. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's not it's not about American safety. It's never been about American safety. Firearm legislation has never been about American safety. I'll say it again. It has never been about American safety. It's always been about making money. Because the more money they can tack on to a firearm purchase, the more money the ATF makes. The ATF makes money off of tax stamps. When you buy a suppressor, they make money. When you buy a machine gun, they make money. When you when you apply for an FFL, they make money. It, it it's all these things that are insane that they're making money on. The ATF has done two things in its existence: Operation Fast and Furious and Waco. And neither one of them are worth a fuck. Neither one of them protected Americans. Yeah, yeah, it's completely true. Well, and in fact, Waco actually hurt Americans. So, Operation Fast and Furious 2,600 firearms were lost in the wind. You know how many they recovered? 15. 
15. Fifteen. Out of, of two thousand six hundred and eighty-two firearms, they recovered fifteen. Wow. Thanks, Obama administration. <laughs> All of them went to drug cartels who are also like they they yeah, they make their base salaries off of uh drug running, but their primary income is child trafficking. Hey, pedophile circuit round. Hey. <laughs> Come full circle. Oh, absolutely. So, coming back full circle, how how do you feel that the uh, the fallout from the Ghislaine Maxwell trial has been handled? What I should say is the lack thereof, the fallout. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Uh, <clears throat> nobody's covered it. Uh, except for, you know, smaller channels like yours, mine, and others, nobody's covered it. Nobody has covered it. And it blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Because you see all the time people talking about like, oh, I didn't kill myself. Epstein, hashtag Epstein. And then they don't give a shit. Like, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Ghislaine actually, you know, gave access to little girls and I assume little boys to some of the most rich and powerful people on this planet. And nobody said a fucking word. Nobody. It's, it's insane to me. Like, uh, I mean, obviously the, the, the trial wasn't about bringing these people to justice. It, it, it was barely even about bringing her to justice. So, I mean, I, I, I'm i actually kind of curious who she pissed off for them to allow this to actually happen. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, there was more coverage on the Jesse Smollett uh, sentencing <laughs> hearing than there was the, the Maxwell yeah. hearing. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Jesse Smollett or Juice Smollier as a uh, fuck. What's his name? The comedian uh, Dave Chappelle said. Yeah. Um, hey, I remember something. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesse Smollett. He's he's getting time for a fake crime hoax or a fake a hate crime hoax. Um, he's getting like what? Thought it was like 150 days or something. He, yeah, and then, like, he was sentenced to, like, 12 months, and he's getting, like, 150 days, which is bullshit. Um, yeah, I could be wrong. I'm sure somebody will fact check, but yeah, whatever. Nonetheless, he's, he's, he's getting off way too easy for something that uh, was just absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's going to Subway at, like, 3 a.m. In, in Chicago. Yeah, no and, and l- l- let me tell you, uh, downtown Chicago, 4 a.m., that's exactly where you're going to find a bunch of Trump supporters. Like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, like noon, mm-hmm. like noon midday in Chicago, you're not going to find that many Trump supporters in Chicago. So, I mean, you know, eh, eh, yeah, I believe it. Um, so, uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> Oh, my but yeah, I mean, the Maxwell case, 
was absolutely swept under the rug. I actually followed, uh, I joined you on Telegram, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I followed your shit on Telegram. I was like, this motherfucker's doing some work. I'm going to ride on his coattails. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, it was, dude, it was so awful. There was almost no coverage. So I, I regret to say this, but I go to a Planet Fitness. That's my gym that I use. And uh, there was, like, they play, like, CNN, Fox News, they play MSNBC, and then they play a bunch of, like, really dumb shit, like, like, House Hunters International and all the other dumb shit on the, on the TVs there. Nobody was covering the Maxwell trials. Shocker. I know, because it doesn't increase ratings, because surprisingly everyone hates fucking pedophiles you know what the government's full of pedophiles yeah lots of them (laughs) hmm interesting isn't it it's insane (laughs) how when a government owns all of the media and they want the media to do their bidding the media doesn't talk about pedophilia Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless it's the, the, the one in a million cases where there's a small local affiliate covering it, and it's uh, some creepy guy in a, uh, a windowless van. If, if they can get a and push that sort of narrative that that's the only type of pedophile, they'll push it. But it's very rare. Yeah, and the thing, the insane thing about Jeffrey Epstein was that he was arrested more than a dozen times. Like, he had been gone after by the Florida police a fucking ton of times. And they kept, like, just, like, oh, it's a mistrial. Or, oh, no, this evidence isn't good, so we're going to throw it out. Yeah. Mm, that's oddly sus, bro. Yeah. And, well, and the, the whole reason we know of anything about Jeffrey Epstein is because of one reporter at the Miami Herald. That's it. And if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't know even a third of what we know now. Yep. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's like that reporter in D.C. who was supposedly mugged to death, um, but yet mm. they were they were they were found dead with their wallet intact. Um, their $2,000 watch on their wrist still, their $1,200 cell phone in their pocket, uh, all the cash in their wallet was still there, but yet they were mugged. Yeah. Wasn't that uh, uh, the, the person that exposed the, the DNC leaks? Yes. Yeah. That was like, what, four, six, five, four, five, six years ago? Something like that? Yeah, it was... Uh... Whenever the last time Bernie Sanders was running, because I remember part of the leaks for him was them, them showing that uh, they, they stole the nomination from him, which I thought was interesting. That was like six years ago. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because we did four years of Trump and then we're like, what, on year two of Joe Biden or? No, it's, yeah. it's been one. It's been one year of Joe Biden. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, so five years. Been like five years. <laughs> been long five years. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you. Yeah, it's Christ. been a real long five years for sure. 
Oh man. So, so that, that leads me to uh, the, the, the last subject I'll bring up is uh, Biden himself. Uh, so how are the gas prices over in your neck of the woods? Um, I drive a 99 F-150. I don't want to fucking talk about gas prices. <laughs> uh, last time, last time I filled up my truck, uh, I did 20 gallons. Like it was like 20, yeah, it's like 20.8 gallons. Uh, it was $82. I wanted to go beat the mm. fuck out of the cashier. It wasn't their fault, but I wanted to beat their ass. <laughs> um, they were there. <laughs> yeah, like, look, somebody's catching his hands. Like, 82 bucks <laughs> is ridiculous. Like, like get the, the, the cost of re- extracting oil from the ground and processing it and selling it to you at the pump hasn't gone up. Uh, but by God. The fucking cost of selling it has apparently fucking skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it has gone up steadily. Like, we've seen since, you know, Trump was selling fucking boats by stimulus check. Um, ooh, dirty. That's dirty. <laughs> um, oh, but. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, when when Trump was trying to buy votes with stimulus checks, which is your money that he's selling back to you at a interest, um, <laughs> we what we've seen is an increase in gas prices. What we've also seen is a deflation, a, a reduction in the value of the U.S. dollar. Because hey, when it turns out when you spend or you create eighty percent of all U.S. dollars in circulation in one fucking calendar year your dollar's worth less so we've seen gas going up and we've seen the dollar going down and everyone wants to blame it on Ukraine it's not because of Ukraine the United States has not spent most of its money or most of this time buying oil from Russia we buy most of our oil domestically or from Canada those maple tree hugging motherfuckers up north. Um, <laughs> we we buy that's where we buy most of our yeah. oil. I mean, it, it's cheaper to get it from Canada than Russia. So why the fuck we buy most of it from Russia? Most corporations know this. However, it's easy. It's super easy to blame everything on Russia right now. Like well, the yeah. reason your dog has like liver failure is because of Russia. God damn it! So why, wouldn't you, why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you guys go because of Russia right now? Right? I mean, yeah. it's super easy to promote Americans into violence because, by God, we're the most violent, honorary motherfuckers on the planet. Well, especially right now with uh, you know the value of the dollar dropping. <laughs> oh, it that that motherfucker been kicked out of a plane at thirty thousand feet. It's free falling. Yeah, it's it's insane. You know. Obviously, Biden has this huge influence on what's happening right now. And one thing I do like to push back on is that Trump had a major influence on it as well. Uh, towards the the tail end of his his presidency, you know, he was doing a lot of things that really set Biden up to drop the hammer. So, I mean, it, it wasn't just Biden. However, Biden is doing it now. So. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I do find it kind of interesting, although 
all of a sudden, just, just a few months back when gas prices were starting to spike a little bit, uh, Biden released enough oil from our reserves to be able to, you know, help for, I, I believe, like two days. You know, <laughs> he, he released enough oil to drop the prices for about two days. And uh, then, then they steadily started climbing again. Uh, that was a that was a neat trick, trying to pull you, on the American uh, people. Have you seen how many how many years in reserve we have, based mm-hmm. on like stockpiled oil? Yeah, it, it's well like twenty something years at least. Yeah, so so the the, the gas prices right now, and uh, ultimately that the, the cost of everything else because you know the the cost of diesel goes up. Cost of goods go up. Mm-hmm. Dropping of the dollar. All all of this is planned. Oh yeah. It's it's all planned. It's all controlled. And to blame it on a country who, <laughs> I mean, we we get very little from Russia mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. What's uh, like five percent? Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's even less than that. It's like three three point two or three point four percent. Yeah. Like it's a tiny amount. Oh, um, man, it's cool. I mean, the, the the one thing I will say is that uh, when when goods stop flowing over borders, then soldiers start marching. And I, I would much rather keep trade open and be able to trade with some of these people than to start sending soldiers. Uh, I, I have no interest in sending our men and women off to die, especially for another rich man's war that we have no place in. Well, I mean, it's like you said earlier, uh, sanctions are not hurting Putin. It's not hurting the oligarchs. It's it's hurting the average Russian family. Um, it's it's like when we were in at war in Afghanistan and Iraq for twenty years. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt presidents. It didn't hurt politicians. It it didn't hurt well at least federal politicians. It hurt the average American family. The Federal Reserve gives no interest loans for only one thing and one thing only it's war because they know that countries will spend whatever it takes to win it's not about it's not about who wins it's about who spends the most who's yeah. willing to spend the most who's got the most gdp to spend on it and it's always the united states because the yeah. united states spends a stupid amount of money on so-called national defense We'll come back circle full circle again on something else. But, um, <laughs> well, I mean, the, there is there is one more country that that uh, uh, spends pretty close to what we do, and uh, as far as uh, weapons development, spends sometimes more than we do, depending on the year. And that's uh, another country that we we like to fund their Iron Dome. So, but that's that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I. You want to talk national defense, man? I'll be sober for that one. Uh, it's a national defense. National defense is a very touchy subject for a lot of people because most yeah. Americans believe that their their government is responsible for that. No, we get rid of every single U.S. soldier, every active U.S. soldier today. The United States still is the number one national defense on the planet because there are more Americans that own firearms. Than most nations have soldiers. The United yeah. States is such a diverse terrain. And I'm going to talk about this all at LPTN uh, convention this weekend. Go to lptn.org. 
shameless plug. Uh, that's super smooth. Super smooth. Uh, but you want to be the ultimate national defense? Go train. I mean, it's it's that simple. I mean, if you don't want to spend a lot of money on national defense, if you are a Russian and you're watching American news and you see American kids shooting each other in schools, or you see people shooting each other in the streets, and you see the number of firearms in the United States, between 2021 and 2020, we increased gun ownership by 40%. (laughs) holy shit it's fucking massive 80 million americans were first-time gun owners that's not including the people who are already gun owners who bought extra ammo and extra guns that's why we're seeing a we're still seeing a fire uh, a uh, ammo shortage in 2022 yeah it's insane fuck around find out like i own so many firearms i don't talk about nearly like 90% of the shit I own or how easy it is to build like napalm or fucking Molotov cocktails or all IEDs fuck shit IEDs are super <laughs> easy. Uh, there, there's a good way to get me demonetized <laughs> well actually I'd have to be monetized to be able to get demonetized <laughs> first so but fuck YouTube in the first place but, you're welcome I've, I've, I've saved <laughs> you from being monetized <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but so we'll we'll wrap this up here soon. But one one thing I do want to ask is uh what do you feel is the uh, uh two questions here. What do, what do you feel is a perfect firearm for first time firearm buyers? And what do you feel is most likely the best all around firearm in general right now for any gun owner i think i think those are loaded questions um i could say literally anything for both answers and someone will fucking yell at me the the firearm <laughs> community is surprisingly very hostile I'm just trying to set you up <laughs> yeah it's, it's totally a fucking sh- uh, setup um but uh what i always tell first-time gun owners is buy whatever's comfortable um you're going to be handling the power of the sun in your hands. Find something that feels comfortable. Buy a, a full-size... If you're looking to buy a pistol, buy a full-size pistol. Wear that motherfucker out the gun range. Um, full-size, you know, I'm talking like an M17. I'm talking, you know, like a Glock 19. I'm talking like something that's huge. You're not going to carry it every day. Get used to carrying it or get used to handling it. You know, something in a nine mil or a twenty-two. Don't do not start off with a forty-five. Your boomer ass <laughs> uncle that's telling you to buy a nineteen eleven is full of shit. <laughs> buy something Five and that a half is not pounds later. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> Find something that is comfortable to use and is not going to scare the shit out of you. Because you want to start small and move up. I still carry nine mils. I could handle a forty-five, a, a subcompact forty-five. I could. I don't because it's stupid. Um, I want to when I when I draw my firearm in a hostile situation. I want to be comfortable with that thing. Buy you a twenty-two starting off if you want to. If that's what you're into, buy you a twenty-two. Buy you a full-size nine mil. 
buy you a full size 380. Well, well, they don't make three full size 380s, I don't think. I've never seen one, anyways. Anyways, buy you something that's not going to have much recoil that that feels great. Like just like even if it's not a pistol, like buy you a buy you a 22 rifle. Like just understand that firearms are like cars. When you start off driving, you you don't want to put your 16 year old behind the wheel of a fucking Dodge Hellcat, right? Like that's yeah. stupid. Because that's too much car for a 16 year old. Put him behind the wheel of a like a 92 Honda Civic. It's been or beat the shit out of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Pinto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put him behind the wheel of something that's been abused, and you know, let him figure it out. Um, you you want you want something that that you can get used to firing, and you you're not scared of, and you can eventually work your way up from there. Um, I started off the opposite. That's me personally. Uh, I'm a full center no sin kind of guy. Uh, I started off going to an NRA gun range with a 270. Um, I, I dropped my first time at the gun range. I dropped about 75 rounds of 270. And let me tell you something. My shoulder did not work right for about three months. It, it, it clicked every time I moved it. But, you know, it, it was a good time. And I've been hooked ever since. Uh, I know a lot of people who saw with 22s. I know people who carry 22s on a regular yeah, like they—that's their EDC, their everyday carry. Or is it twenty-two? Uh, a twenty-two to the dome works uh, kind of the same as you know, hitting somebody in the baseball, uh, hitting somebody in the head with a baseball bat. It—it it works. You well, might I mean, do it a couple if, times, if you're, but if you're yeah. ever worried about a twenty-two, just hop on the twenty-two super mag. Oh fuck yeah! Right. Uh, <laughs> I will just say this. Uh, shameless plug again. If you want to go to LPTN convention, go to the gala. I will be raffling off firearms. $10 a ticket. It's fucking super cheap. Uh, cash only on site because, you know, LPTN is supreme. Um, but, yeah. Find something that's comfortable in your hands. Like, when you pick it up and you hold it, it should feel comfortable. It shouldn't feel awkward. It shouldn't feel top-heavy. It shouldn't feel back heavy you like you shouldn't be struggling to hold it um you know like i'm a guy with big hands like i carry a a, a springfield hellcat on the regular like that's my edc it, it fits good in my hands but i understand that there's guys with bigger hands and smaller hands than me fine with comfortable um that's that's kind of the like the edc thing um and the best firearm that you can own uh would be probably an AR-10 that's chambered in 7.62 by by 39 uh, with uh, armor penetrating because you got the weight and the speed to penetrate anything. So, I mean, you know, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, let, let everyone know where they can find you. Let them know about your show and uh, what you got going on. Uh, we're... I'm kind of banned where we are. I shouldn't say I, we are banned from going live on Facebook right now. So find us on YouTube at not a real libertarian podcast. You can find us on anchor, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, not a real libertarian, N O T A R A R E A L libertarian. I'm not going to spell that out. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> too drunk for that. 
<laughs> you can find me on uh, Twitter at not at not bootleg, whatever it is. Um, oh, you can find me this weekend at the LBG. <laughs> I will be hosting a booth. If you want to live in person interview, I will interview you if you sit down with me at my booth and I will be teaching people how to how to build bug out bags. That's my great nice. thing is that I've not talked a lot about is building bug out bags. Everybody talks to me about oh guns. Like yeah, yeah that's weak sauce, bro. Bug out bags. That's gonna be the great thing. I will be live this weekend uh, at the LPT and convention, uh, teaching people how to how to how to handle a firearm, how to you know buy your first firearm, and how to build a bug out bag. Because the the one thing that's more specific to a person than a firearm is your bug out bag, because it is the only thing you can completely customize. And I will explain more this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually going to have to agree with that. You know, I. A bug out bag holds more opportunity than just shit hitting the fan. I mean, I, I was talking to my wife about this. Is what if, you know, because we live uh, decently close to a, uh, a rail yard. I was like, what if one of these trains tipped over, derailed, and uh, all of a sudden released some nasty chemical and we had to go? Like, we had to go now. What the hell are we going to do? Just throw random shit in a bag? Like, no, we should already have something prepared, you know? So Most, pe- most people only have one single bug out bag. What, you don't, what most people don't realize is if things go belly up while you're at work, what are you going to do then? Yep. And they, most, cause most people keep it at their house, right? Like, you're like, oh, I'll be at home when, when World War 17 kicks off. <laughs> what if you're at work? What if you're at the gas station? What if you're buying groceries? Yeah. You got to have your get home bag. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? It, it's all about those redundancies. So, well, on that note, make sure and uh, go to rise to liberty.store, rise to liberty.com slash free speech for the Telegram group, as long as that lasts. And uh, rise to liberty.com slash links to find us everywhere else YouTube, D Live, Rumble. That's mainly where we, uh, we live stream. Uh, every Sunday and Monday. Uh, otherwise, we will have uh, smaller episodes coming throughout the week uh, whenever available. And uh, it was definitely a pleasure getting you on, Bootleg, and we'll just definitely have to get you back on again to talk about bug out bags next. Oh, hell yeah, man. So, because, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things as well. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get you back on and uh, do some sort of a demonstration or a how-to. Because that, that would be a be a lot of fun so oh yeah well cool it was uh like i said it was a pleasure having you on and until next time stay free my friends